episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Our mental health is affected by so many things on a daily basis, from our sleep, to what we eat, to our habits, how we exercise. And an additional factor that isn't as well understood, isn't as commonly discussed, are hormone levels and how they fluctuate from day to day. Joining us today is Dr. Aza Halim, a board-certified anesthesiologist and physician. Dr. Aza is joining us today to talk about the impact of hormones and how they influence our mental health, as well as what we can do about it. Hi, Dr. Aza. Welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Can you just give us a little bit of background on, I know you are certified in many things. You have a lot of expertise. Can you share with us a little bit about that background? Yes, thank you so much. So I am a board-certified anesthesiologist, as you mentioned, and I have subspecialty training in critical care trauma, as well as pediatric anesthesia, pain management, functional medicine, and aesthetics and anti-aging. It's something that I took a lot of great pleasure into researching a lot of those areas just because I feel like it's almost like East meets West with medicine. And I also did research in pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, because we need to understand how certain medications and other external extrinsic factors affect us internally and vice versa. And that's where the functional medicine comes in as a key pull component. I love how you combine that because often we are kind of forced to choose between one or the other. And so I know for myself in each, I have a naturopath and then I have a, you know, regular PCP because of that. And so somebody who does it all, that's amazing. When it comes to hormones, help us to understand what are hormones and how do they fluctuate from day to day? And that's a great topic and a great question, because I think in this day and age, everyone, the word hormones gets associated only with our estrogen, testosterone replacement, bioidentical. And there's a lot more to hormones than just those, because if you think about it, yes, we do need for survival our day-to-day hormones of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. We also have to think about our thyroid. Our thyroid hormones are also a very key in also affecting our mood and mental health. So if you take a look at our hormone production, and if you also take a look at how once you cross the age of 25, a lot of times people think, oh yeah, I'll be young forever. I don't have to worry about it until I get to my midlife crisis. And that's not necessarily true because all the literature supports after the age of 25, 30, you start seeing a change and a dip in your hormones, whether you're male or female. So it's not just women. And those hormones actually affect our mental well-being, not just our physical appearance, not just our physical health. So to elaborate a little bit more about that, For example, we know that sleep is affected by our hormones. We know anxiety is affected by our hormones. We also know our metabolism is controlled by our hormones. We also know that anxiety, depression, a lot of that stems from that. And unfortunately, I think in traditional medicine, which is why I like the East West, 
we tend to focus on if someone's just depressed or anxious, we just give them a pill. Mm-hmm. And we don't look into what's the underlying cause. And nine out of 10 times, and this is where I order specialty testing for labs, whether it's also urine and blood, not just the blood, because I want to take a look at the people's circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm, which is how your particles actually will fluctuate while you're sleeping, when you wake up in the morning, and then when they dip, and if you're also processing the actual metabolic pathways correctly. And that's very key and important because you can have on your blood tests normal estrogen levels, normal progesterone, normal testosterone, and you're still fatigued, you're still tired, you're still anxious, you're still moody, you have mood swings. And those are things that we also tend to see a lot because, for example, a young healthy woman that is in her childbearing years, she's pregnant, gives birth, then after that we talk about postpartum depression, but nobody really addresses the cause. And if you think about it, yes, there's a fluctuation in the progesterone, estrogen, pre and postpartum. But there's also something that sometimes happens to women that affects their thyroid during pregnancy and afterward where they get something called a postpartum thyroiditis. Now, if your thyroid levels also fluctuate, it can affect your mood, not just your metabolism. Everyone is so caught up in, oh, I'm gaining weight, I'm losing weight. If your thyroid levels are too high, you'll be jittery and anxious and you can't sleep. If your thyroid levels are too low, Yes, you gain weight, but you're also stressed and also depressed, so you can't sleep. The other thing that we have to think about is our cortisol levels. So when we're stressed and we have anxiety, what happens? Your cortisol levels go up. And what else goes up with your cortisol is your DHEA, which is another hormone that we don't think about. That goes up, insulin goes up, blood sugar goes up, your serotonin levels go down. Now, Mm -hmm. all of those are tied into what? Your sleep, your mood, your affect. Even your mental clarity, that's where when people complain about brain fog or they can't focus and, you know, and I think all of that is related to the inflammatory process. And this is where nutrition comes in too. If we go on an anti-inflammatory diet, if we take our omega-3s, if we supplement with proper citrus, which is high in inositol, and we know that inositol helps with stress and anxiety. If we also even metformin, I know that's a controversial medication, but it's been touted as great for anti-aging, but it also helps maintain a normal balance in your blood sugar and insulin levels. Okay. So it's not just about bioidentical hormone replacing estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, so that we can all just look with a six pack and look 20 years younger. <laughs> you And we want a beautiful glowing skin. But I think you have to take a look at the whole picture as one complete cycle related to each other. You can't just do a piecemeal. Absolutely. And when it comes to some of the barriers and you you discuss them in there, but people maybe not getting enough sleep or their diets being not the best to promote this. What are some of the most common barriers that you see that really causes that imbalance with hormones? So number one, I think that unfortunately, not enough people are well-educated or well-versed in the area. So I think most everyone thinks that, oh, it's not my diet. It's just because I'm going through my, uh, early menopause or early andropause, okay? Oh, no, my thyroid is fine. I did my lab work and it looks normal. But we also know there is something called subclinical thyroid issues where you actually, and that's where we have a lot of Hashimoto's. We see that in this country, unfortunately. Mm. And that is, you've been diagnosed earlier as subclinical. And people don't understand and rely on only just blood work. And that's not going to give you the full picture. I think that's one barrier is lack of education, lack of knowledge uh, on clinician's part and the patient's part. I think both. 
Uh, sure. This is a detail when my patients come in, part of my consultation process is educating them on wellness, uh, nutrition, their aesthetics. Because a lot of times patients will come in and say, oh, I just need to get a touch up or a refresh with Botox and filler. And I'm like, no, you need to think about your skin, skin microbiome related to your gut microbiome. Related to also what's going on inside your sure. education is number one, and that's one obstacle and barrier, lack of it. Okay. Right. I think also lack of nutritional understanding, because I hear it all the time too in my office is that patients will come in and they say, oh, but I have a healthy diet. And then when you go through their dietary components, they're lacking certain nutrients. They're deficient in certain fruits and vegetables. They don't think the omegas are important just because of the fact that we have conflicting literature that keeps coming out. Oh, take omega-3. No, don't take omega-3. Then it was take omega-3, 6, and 9. No, the 6 and 9 is bad. Only the 3 is good. And one of the things that I tell everybody, don't rely just on supplements. You should rely on whole foods, right? So you can get good quality omega-3s if you eat proper fish. If you eat even basic sardines, we know are very healthy. They're packed in olive oil. And of course, you know, one of my big things, make sure it's in a BPA-free can, not aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we also tend to forget that a lot of our environmental pollutants also affect our whole hormones. We know that high lead content, whether it's in clothing, whether it's in our plastics, whether the BPA that's in the plastic bottles you use every day, that will, and we know for a fact, scientifically, are hormone disruptors. So with all of that as a hormone disruptor, we're already degrading our natural hormones early on rather than later on in life. And I think this is where we're seeing a lot more early menopause, early andropause. I mean, we've had patients come in in their late 30s complaining of perimenopausal symptoms. And that was something that you would never hear of before. Sure. So it sounds like most importantly for people listening, educate yourself and read multiple articles, read the literature, the actual research on this. And then also being aware of your diet and getting those nutrients through the whole foods and not just through supplements. And that sounds like a, I mean, really great place to start, which could be a lot of work for a lot of people, but so worth it. How can people find you? What, where can you be found? Website, social media? So one of the easiest way to get a hold of me is through social media. And for Instagram, it's AzaMD Beauty. And I even if I don't respond immediately because I do have a social media assistant, she handles that, but the messages all get to me. And if anyone has any questions, concerns, whether or just to even ask like where they can find the right guidance, I'm more than happy to always direct and educate people because I do have three office locations, one in Bobertel, Florida, one in Newport Beach, California, and one in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and I, as much as I enjoy learning, I also enjoy educating people nationally and internationally because I think knowledge is power. And I think, especially when it comes to your own health and you have to find the right practitioner, because unfortunately, and I say this to a lot of my colleagues is that you can't just look at our routine blood work that we have been relying on for so many years. I think this is where we're missing the true story behind what the cause of illness is. And we know inflammation is a root cause of hormone disruption, of cancer, of so many illnesses and chronic disease conditions, that if we were to address that root cause, we can at least slow down the progress of some of these illnesses, or we can also prevent early on if we catch and diagnose early on. Absolutely. So much great information, Dr. Aza. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely.
And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, and Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.